And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of that Dynamite Review Show on the Technology News Talk. As always, I'm your host, the host with the most, uh, the head of the Technology Empire. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Leland Bedford. What's up, brother? What is up, everybody? How's your Thursday going? We had an exciting Dynamite that I'm ready to talk about. Yes, it is the Quake by the Lake special Dynamite episode. <clears throat> Live. It was live from the Target Center in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. So, uh, and uh, at the end of the show, it, it predicted the main event of uh, All Out. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's let's talk about the first match of the evening was the coffin match between Darby Allen and Brody King. Wow, it, it was no. wild. It was wild and violent, and so much at the same time. They did not want to wait to get into it, man. They started off with one of the most violent matches of the night, uh, and it did not disappoint. I thought this match was going to be kind of like a, a one-sided match, but they did a good job balancing out, showing how Darby can uh, really go against a man really four times his size. Yeah, then uh, during Brody King's entrance, when, when the lights was off and the lights when the lights came back on, Darby attacked uh, Steam well, um, with his skateboard. And, and, of course, you know, with his skateboard, he's always going to have thumbtacks uh, uh, on it. So he ground the skateboard against King's face, and immediately he was busted uh, wide open. So uh, during um, when Darby uh, was in, in control, and before you know it, um, Malachi Black and uh, Buddy Matthews came in to try to help out Brody King. And there was uh, even Julia Hart uh, came out uh, out there too. So um, uh, during the uh, the attack, uh, King crushed Darby into the the Cannonball Centaur onto the table. As soon as the the beatdown was continuing, the crowd was saying, "We want Sting, we want Sting." And then when Buddy tried to open the coffin, Sting was was inside with the bat in hand. So um, when he when he came out, he still had the the Sting uh, the face paint. But on one side of his eye, uh, he had a uh, spray paint um, kind of similar to what um, Malachi Black on on his eye. But um, yeah, when, but when you look into the eye, uh, there was no color change, and uh, it was still the same. But he was trying to uh, mimic um, uh, Malachi Black. So um, so they had a confrontation. Even Steam gave uh, Malachi the bat to try to hit him with it, and Malachi was like, "Nah, nah." I'm not doing it. He's just gonna walk away. They even had a stare down in the entrance way. So um after that, Darby landed a suicide dive, sending King precisely close to the coffin. But King recovered and, and slammed Darby to the steps. King opened the coffin, but uh, and then King was uh when uh when he had uh, Darby on his shoulders, it looked like he was about to do um a tombstone into the casket, kind of similar, similar to what The Undertaker did to um to Shawn Michaels at the Royal Rumble 1998 uh, in their coffin match, so uh, the casket match. Um, but Darby fought out of it. He grabbed the chain and choked out um, uh, uh, Brody King, kind of similar to what Brody King did to Darby Allen in the uh, Royal Rampage Battle Royal. So um, after Darby choked out um, King with the with the with the chain, King collapsed right into the coffin, and the cut and the door slammed uh, right shut, giving the Darby Allen the win. So this was a rip. This was a really good uh, coffin match. Both of them guys uh, nailed it. But um, but um, another side of me wants to well, wanted this match to be a barrier light match. But uh, overall, there was a good coffin match. So also like speaking about all the Undertaker kind of undertones. I don't know if anybody else noticed, they had a purple light, like uh, the purple ribbon that was going around the arena. And I'd never seen that kind of purple before, but I feel like that was a callback or like a little homage to uh, The Undertaker. Uh, Brody King, at the last moment when he gets choked out and his legs hit the mat and he bounces into the coffin and the door closed, I mean, you couldn't have done that any better. 
for a man that size to hit that target and the way he did it, you can't do that any better. It was a lot of good moments in this match. The whole Sting stare down, the Sting face paint, Bob Matthews getting some moves in. Matthews is just such an incredible talent. I hope, I hope we see Matthews versus Omega one day. I think that match will be just absolute killer. But good to see the House of Black full in fact. Julia Hart there uh, doing her part as well. But I like the little subtle uh, storytelling. Half a sting face with that black mask, kind of that black mist look on his face. Uh, will we see a match between Malachi Black and Sting? Never thought I would needed to see one. I never thought I would needed to see that that uh, that match. But apparently, we may have that match coming. Um, but uh, really, again, just really good match. Didn't know how they was gonna like make this match different from the other matches they've been doing. But it definitely felt like his own thing. Brody King was busted open from the first, you know, 20 seconds of this match. It was just pouring blood throughout the whole, you know, thing. And that's why we watch AEW for those matches just like that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Darby Allen is still undefeated in coffin matches. So uh, just like Undertaker, when uh, his cast, when he do the cast matches, that's his signature match. And uh, I think uh, the passes, uh, the the, the pass the torch was passed on to Derby Derby Allen at the coffin match to make it his signature match. So um, the uh, I'm glad you mentioned the Undertaker there the, the, with that um little uh Easter egg there, but um they're really good. So um after the coffin match, we had two uh backstage segments. First off, it was with um John Moxley. He talked about the meaning of the AEW World Championship, saying it's uh, it's all about endurance and pain. Tonight, the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon returns, and Marcy will push him to his breaking point. If Chris Jericho's fighting spirit doesn't break, his body will. And then Jericho's uh, a fresh, clean, fresh-faced Jericho, looked like he's like like 30 years old again, like he was in YQJ um, maybe again. And um, he said he will become the AEW World Champion. He said Stu Hart was vicious and a sadist, and he did not want to think about the pain that he endured in the Stu Hart's dungeon until tonight. Jericho's going to stretch Marshley and leave lasting scars uh, of him in the ring. He said he was the very first AEW World Champion, and he said he will be the next. So um, in case you guys didn't know, this is the second time that John Moxley and Chris Jericho ever, ever meet in AEW because the last time they fought was back at, at Revolution in 2020 before the pandemic started. So this is the second meeting between those guys in, a, in the main event tonight. In the main event. Yeah, I mean, last time, you know, Mox took that belt from him, you know. Um, but no, that's... That, I don't want to talk too much about the main event until we get into it. Yeah. So um, speaking of championships, we finally uh, got a reveal of the bracket for the uh, AEW World Trios uh, Championship Tournament, which we all know the finals will be taking place at All Out on September 4th. So on one side of the bracket, we have Depth Triangle against Will Ospreay and Asher Open. And on the other side, we got Andrade, Andrade El Idolo, Dragon Lee, and, Ro and Roosh. And um, if you guys did not see the match between Roosh and Dragon Lee, uh, uh, also, they're, they're brothers too, uh, 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 let you know out there. So um, if, you if you did not see the match that they had uh, back at Death Before Dishonor, you guys didn't need to go check it out. So um, Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh together, they will face the Young Bucks and a mystery partner, which that match will take place next week. This is sponsored by Gamer Game of Thrones uh, House of Dragons. So, um, and um, on the other side of the bracket, we got the House of Black versus the Dark Order, and um, and then uh, we got the Trustbusters against the the best friends. So, um, before I get my prediction on who I'm going to make to the finals, it's kind of upsetting that you don't have the Blackpool Combat Club in the tournament. You don't have the Jericho Appreciation Society in the tournament. You don't even have um, Adam Cole, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and, um, and Bobby Fish in the tournament. So that's kind of 
a letdown here. But um, if I had to predict uh, the, uh, for the the team that go into the finals, uh, I would say Andrade and team and the House of Black kind of give us that um, that uh, that takeover feel uh, when they met one on one for the NXT title back then. Uh, I think it was in um, NXT New Orleans uh, uh, the, the, in that takeover. So and um, it probably get well one of those two their their final one of those teams their final moments of being the trio champions. But I don't know. Is um, but that's my prediction. My prediction could change. Um, whoever makes it to the uh, to the semifinals and um, uh, go, going in a couple of weeks in the tournament, but um, but yeah, what do you think of the bracket? What do you think of the bracket? Yeah, the bracket was kind of a letdown. We've been looking at these trios for a minute. I don't think Red Dragon is cleared yet. I don't think Adam Cole is cleared yet, and that's probably why they were in there. They probably came out just so um, they can have that storyline with the Young Bucks and they can continue on, lead to Kenny Omega's return. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really kind of, I think, what everybody want to see is the Bucks and Omega get back together and, and win the tournament. Now, just because the Red Dragon and uh, Adam Cole isn't in it don't mean they can't come out and interfere to mess up something. If I if I was being real, I would say I think right now the the, the group that would get the biggest pop for winning is the best friends. I think best friends has a real good chance of getting some gold. They've been their AEW OGs. They haven't had any championship gold. Um, have they? No, they haven't. Yeah. They haven't been champs. They got really close a bunch of times, but they haven't had their championship. And yeah, I would, I would, if I had to use these three, I would put it on the best friends. I think it's going to get the biggest pop. Um, it's going to help them, you know, get, you know, big, uh, help them get hot um, and then go from there. But House of Black, I just don't see them coming out with gold yet. Like, even though I know they're the most dominating, I don't see them coming out with gold. Um, with Andrade and Roosh and Dragon Lee, like, you know, we just don't know the other two guys as well yet. So I don't see them put it on there. Truth Busters, no. The only person in that group that matter is Parker. Um, who else? The Young Bucks, I think, is going to be a good. But I, if Kenny Omega comes back, then, yeah, put the belts on him. You know, that's a great, you know, he's back for one day. He wins gold, you know. So that's a good added legend for him. Um, but, yeah, I see I my, my pick right now is the best friends to go over. Dark Order even, you know, though I think the best friends in Dark Order are the two groups who have been there the longest that deserve some kind of gold um, to, to signify that they're, you know, in the right space, in the right place. I agree with you on, on that one. Uh, the one of those those trios there have a good case of uh, winning the tournament. But um, we'll see who makes it to the semifinals. And give us guy a real good prediction of who's gonna make it uh, to the finals. But um, before we get into um the tornado uh, Lucha style tag team match, did you see the Rip Ferris last match? Did you see? That? I did. I watched just his match. I didn't watch any of the other stuff. Oh my goodness! Like um, Andrade carried the the whole uh, entire match. Like, oh my god, man. I saw I saw somewhere that it said that Ric Flair actually passed out twice during that match. Yeah, he did. He passed out twice, and then afterwards, yeah. when the uh, the show was over, he tried to go out for drinks. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Even Taker was like, uh, uh-uh, give me the beer. You drink your water. You drink your water. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, look that 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 the promos leading up to it made it seem like Rick was like in really good shape and that he was bumping and everything, but we don't know how long they shot, you know, that, that could have just been three minutes, you know, they shot and showed us, but to go out there and do a full match with these young guys, I mean, hey, give it up to Ric Flair. What else is he doing? He's 73. He's sitting at home. He was bored. He like, forget it. I want, I just want to do it one more time. And that's all he know is wrestling. You know what I'm saying? That's like trying to stop somebody who's, who's painted all their life to stop them from painting. Like, all he know is wrestling. 
So I mean, give it up to him. But it it was it was bowling shoe ugly, as Jr. would say. Well, I hope it's the very last time him in the ring. So um, he give it now he can pass the torch to his son-in-law, which is Andrade, as he team up with uh, Rouge against the Lucha Brothers in a tornado tag Lucha style match. So um, this was an incredible uh tag, tag team match. Um, I think Rouge was the MVP um uh, in, in this match because uh, like I said before, the the match he had with um with John Moxley. Yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take in places, and this match uh, was a uh, was a uh, one of the example here. So um, in the final moments of the match, uh, Phoenix tried to fight off Andrade with a thrust kick, but ran into the missile drop kick. Roosh had it won, but Penta unmatched himself to make the save, like the famous octagon spot. Andrade drove Penta's mask in the crowd. Jose takes out Andreas, but Phoenix rolled up Roosh for a great near fall. Uh, Rouge set up Phoenix up for the Bullhorns and nailed it, but then Andrade hit the El Idolo Hamala DDT uh, the, the, for the win. That was a good one. Yeah, that's a yeah. yeah. I was I agree with you. I think Rouge was the MVP. I mean, he's just such a his physique is really good. His size is good. His aggression is good. It seems he works pretty safe. Uh, he has a good look. Andrade, Andrade is one of my favorite wrestlers, and I really want him to stand out more. I've seen a report come out saying that people are saying that he's reportedly saying that he's being misused in AEW, which I feel like I did want him to be more of a bigger star. They kind of lumped him in with the Hardy's family, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it seemed like they might get away from that. It was new music last night. So I need a I need a repackaging of Andrade. I need I need to have Andrade in that TNT title area, the trios title area, which either way which they are in, or um the championship. Like, you know, I see Andrade as a top guy. NXT, you know, NXT saw him as a top guy as a gave him the belt. So I need him to start making his way towards those belts and making his way towards those titles. Um um, because he is a top guy. He has the look. He has the talent. Um, you know, give him a mouthpiece. Give him, you know, someone to do his talking. You know, bring Charo, uh, bring Charo Guerrero back. You know, like, give him a mouthpiece if his English isn't too good. Um, but, I mean, the guy has everything you're looking for in a star. You know who they should bring back for his mouthpiece? Who's that? Selena Vega. Oh, wow. But she's locked in with WWE right now, so that ain't gonna happen. But they could bring somebody like her. You know, they could bring... I'm pretty sure there's some other fiery Latino woman out there who would be uh, ecstatic at the opportunity to be his mouthpiece. Yeah, but I'm saying that they should bring Selena back because um, between her and Andrade, they had a great pairing in WWE, and not only they could bring her back, but... uh. But she could be with with her husband, uh, Malachi. She could be with her husband. True. Well, yeah, she's locked in with WWE, though, you know. So that's not that she had an opportunity, you know, and she went back. Yeah, but what's she doing now? She ain't doing nothing. But um, but we'll see. Um, the young butts ran into the dark order and Heyman to Paige uh, 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 locker room backstage. The butts thank Paige for saving them. At the bottom Cole and the Red Dragon attacked them last week. Um, Matt started to reminisce on the good times and how it built AEW. He pointed out how they were in the building when Heyman and Page won the AEW World Championship. Maybe he and Nick are bad people, but when they are around Page, it brings out the best in them. Matt said, "Matt asked Page, will they be their uh, trios partner for next week? But Page said, he just can't, and uh, and he does not want to, uh, to participate in the tournament. He says the Dark Order were there for them, and Paige feels that he should have their back and be in their corner when they, when it's their time to, to have their match in the first round. And then uh, the, the boss will, will walk off. So this signals either Kenny Omega returning or somebody else from the Bullet Club to, to, to be their partner. 
Yeah, like I said, it could be either Kenny Omega um, or just someone totally new. Uh, also, bring it, going back to those trio titles, Will Ospreay is going to be in it, which is dope. I love seeing Will Ospreay on my TV. So, you know, we, we shouldn't sleep on them too much. And what if it is Will Ospreay in the Aussie Open versus the Bucks and Kenny Omega? I mean, that could be one hell of a, of a pay-per-view with those two groups. And then also, I mean, take 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 the Bucks and them out. If you do Will Ospreay versus uh, the best friends again, since the, you know, Orange Cassidy and them have that kind of um, pass, but also Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open versus the House of Black. I mean, there's some really good opportunities in that bracket if you look at it. Yeah, it's definitely a, a lot of opportunities. It's just a matter of, who actually going to make it to the uh, to the semifinals and uh, who has a clear case of making it to the finals. So um, we'll see how the first round goes again. Um, the uh, uh, Andrade, um, Dragon Lee and Roosh uh, versus the Young Bucks and their mystery partner match starts uh, the next week. But uh, we'll, and we'll see who make it to the semifinals there. And um, Jungle Boy made his entrance and joined commentary for not too long because um, Luchasaurus crushed another um, Another local, so um, and um, yeah, that was it was just a squash match, so we don't even have to go through that. But um, after the match, Christian started to talk on the video on the on the video Titan Tron. Jungle Boy immediately spread for him from the comment from the commentary desk and went bit to the back uh, to, to to go attack Christian, but it was restrained by security. Lucasaurus tapped all the security guards, choke slamming one of them to the crate. Before headbutting Pat Buck, who ran out to stop things, uh, Jungle Boy called for help uh, uh, to check on him. So, like, they was like, oh, like, let's just get out of here before anything goes out of hand. So, um, uh, again, so Christian, you know you you know his game. He's trying to push um, Jungle Boy's uh, uh, buttons and try to get off guard. So, we all know it's leading to a match to All Out. But the question is, where does Luchasaurus stand in between the two? Is he gonna stay with Jungle Boy, or is he gonna turn? Uh, is, uh, is he gonna officially turn on him and go back to Christian? Yeah, we 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 really don't know. I mean, like I said, they're still doing this whole Luchasaurus evil Kane kind of thing. So until I see him wear green again. I'm thinking he is uh, still evil and that this might be all an elaborate rouge, but we won't know until uh, it happens. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, we have another portal backstage. Miro talked about his temptations. Julia Hart walked off on him and tried to touch a Miro, but Miro said uh, he did, he dismissed her and says, no, 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 no other woman touched him before the the door besides his wife, uh, which is uh CJ Perry, aka Lana. And he says that his path is to uh the, to the house of black. So we could get an indication, uh dedication that um that CJ Perry could be coming uh to AEW, just like um with Carrie across and Scarlet uh returned to the WWE on SmackDown. You, you, you all know that um that CJ Perry is kind of like the Scarlet. It's going to be like the Scarlet in AEW and uh, to, to Miro. That's a good way of doing it. I'm hoping to see Lana there one day. Yep, but we'll see. And um, we got another promo backstage, and uh, Power Doss Hobbs was being interviewed by Mark Henry, talked about whoa, 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 what he's done to, uh, to Ricky Stars, but um, before he could answer, QT Marshall and the factory walked up, said they will finish starts tonight. But Hobbs told Q QT Marshall to say, not let his let not let his problem become Hobbs. So um uh, yeah, and uh Ricky Starts will be in late action later tonight against one of the mentors of, of the uh, of the factory. And um mm -hmm. so um Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dunn, and Satnam Singh walked out. Dunn talked about Satnam slamming Warlow through the table, said they wouldn't done with Warlow. Lethal gave Warlow an offer. 
either to defend the title against him again, or they'll just come out and take it. Warlow came out, said he could have a shot if he wanted, but tonight he's going to whip all the all three of their asses. He stole them out to the ring, but on their way down, FTR came out and backed up their former uh, Pentacle ally, Pentacle ally, and um, Lethal and company retreated. And then when Lethal tried to get Warlow the surprise attack, FTR caught him off and hit the uh, the the big red. So this kind of confirms that uh, we'll be we'll be getting uh, Jay Lethal versus Warlow two at um at All Out for the TNT Championship. Yeah, I like you know I'm a huge fan of Jay Lethal, man. I really like everything he's been doing with the with these two guys with some some Jake dropping all them guys. Um, uh, so. Yeah, putting him more in the spotlight, giving him some TNT options. I mean, he's such a professional. I like to say Jay Lethal is the most professional, professional wrestler. He is just hella professional. You can trust him. You can count on him. He's going to hit his marks. Um, he's going to do everything in the correct way of doing it. I mean, I mean, he was some of the best parts that I raced for the last match was the Jay Lethal stuff. So, I mean, uh, having him on TV is never not a good idea because he's going to entertain the hell out of the crowd. So even having, like, FTR really don't have anyone inside of AEW that they're kind of gunning for. You know, they got all the belts in the world right now, but they're not really going after Swerve and uh, Keith Lee. So pairing them up with this would be great. It gave FTR a little bit of break. I know they said that Dax was a little banged up, so they need some time to heal. Um, and this is a good way that they can still be out there. They can get the FTR pop. Uh, FTR can still be on TV, but now they can just back Warlow up until they get their match for All Out. Yeah, and um, uh, we'll see how that how that uh, uh, move forwards in a couple of weeks. But um, we got Ricky Starks going against his uh, his former partner uh, in crime in the Indies, Aaron Solo. So. Um, yeah, they wrestled for uh, around the start until Cole Carter tripped starts up, leading into official injecting them. Starts quickly recover, but solo counter into the Rambo. Starts was able to hit a spear for the quick win. And then after the match, Nick Camaro attached Starts, with Starts to be able to fight them off uh, uh, momentarily. He was overwhelmed by the two-on-one attack, but then avoided the chair shot and ran up to the ramp to escape the factory. And then the camera cut backstage to, to Hobbs smashing the TV backstage. So, you know, this is going to lead uh, to a to a match between Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs and, and, and probably at All Out. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I was going to say one more thing about... Um, oh, the one that pisses me off about this Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs thing is that we have not had a real promo from Hobbs talking about why he did it. We don't have more pro. This is a promo field um, story right here. We need to be hearing from Hobbs. We need to be hearing from Ricky Starks. You know, let's hear from Hobbs and let's hear Ricky's reaction. Hear from Hobbs, hear his reaction. Simple. That's what we need right now. I was disappointed last week when we didn't get that from Hobbs. And we just got a match. And then Ricky came out. And that was it. No, we need more promos here talking about why Hobbs decided to do this. So that's kind of ticking me off about this about this program. Starks is a great promo. Hobbs don't need to say much. But Starks, you know, one of his most exciting things is his promos. Like the package he put out, they put out before his match yesterday was exciting. And what the hell is Camonero wearing nowadays? Uh, the big dude in the factory. What the hell is he wearing? Why is he wearing his tracksuit with his 1940s hat? Like, come on, Tony Khan. Like, you just can't let them do whatever the fuck they want. You got to have some kind of uh, say so. Like, hey, man, what you wearing? No, go take that off. I don't like it. You know? Like, you know, like, you can't let them just do whatever they want, you know? So, um, but yeah, that's my issue with this, with this, with this segment. I want more promos. We need to hear from Hobbs more often. We need to hear more, you know, more stuff, more, more words coming out of this before I see that big fight. 
I think Hobbs needs a mouthpiece. You know who would be perfect for him? Who that? Stokely Hathaway. Stokely. Ooh. He's trying to gobble up a lot of talent right now in AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, Hobbs needs a mouthpiece. Uh, like, uh, and Stokely Hathaway would be the would be perfect for him. And then, like, he could join the um, he could kind of join the um, the, the baddies. So, um, because uh, he could be like the um, the enforcer uh, of the baddies. So, like, uh, he he do his own thing while the baddies do their own thing with with Jay Cargill and everything. So that, that that could that could be a thing. But um, speaking of Stokely Hathaway, um. He walked in on the gun club and Billy Gunn while Billy was upset with his sons for uh, losing his signature uh, dumpster match against the Acclaim. Uh, Stokely walked up and started talking, but Billy cut him off and sent him packing. And then Dan Halsey walked up, said he'll see them on Friday on Rampage. He'll see them on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I can see that for sure. Yeah. And after that, the best friends were backstage, but uh, were immediately erupted by the trust uh, busters. Uh, Ari Dabari said Orange Cassidy has been annoying his tats to join him, but Orange uh, dismissed him. And then uh, Ari Dabari says, you will know why I'm the, the richest guy in the world. I'm like, I'm like, there was a time where, look, look I'm going to be honest, like, to me, Dabari hasn't been that popular since um, 2006. And that was when um, The Undertaker was feuding with the great colleague. 2006. True. But I guess like the storyline here is that he just got his trust. So now all his money is his. So now he's the richest guy in AEW. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you got... Um, Parker Boudreaux were uh, there, which um, WWE dropped the ball on them because he could have been the next um, uh, Brock Lesnar. Drop the ball. Maybe, maybe they just didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they just didn't see what they what they thought they wanted to see. But yeah, but um, but we'll see how him, Andrade, and the other guy uh, do in the um in the trios tournament, starting with um. With, 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 with the best friends in the first round. But um, TBS championship match with Jay Cargill against Madison Rain. And in case you guys know, um, Madison Rain made her debut uh, last week on Rampage. And but um, she, but she's originally hired to be the um the uh the coach for the uh for the women's division. And I think that's great. And um, if you if you also bring in um. Mickey James and uh, uh and a lot of other veterans to be the um like the coaches for, for the women's division, bruh, you're gonna have a great women's division in North America. If you bring in that is true. Like I mean, like I said, like I'm not too familiar with uh Madison Rain, never been like you know, didn't follow her too much, but she has 17 years experience. This woman division definitely needs um some some attention to it um uh i'm happy they you know did what i've been asking them to do at the end of this match which is show athena um i think i need to see her more on my tv so anything to help that woman division yeah i'm all for it yeah and um in the final moments of the match um kiera hopped on the apron to distract rain Rain recovered to roll up to roll Jade up, but when she went for the for the cross rain, Jade reversed it into the Jade for the win. And then after the match, Athena attacked Jade, but uh Kira pulled her uh, out of the ring for safety, and Athena posed with the TBS championship. So I will say this. So if in case you guys didn't know, uh Chris Danana is injured, and um she was originally supposed to be the uh, the number one ranking for the uh, AEW World, Women's World Championship, which we'll get to that in a second. But now, with Chris Thanatta injured, now we all know who will actually be the one to dethrone Jay. And I think Athena is the one should dethrone Jay because um, let's be honest, um, we all know that streets don't last long. 
it's got to come to an end. So um, Jay ha has done amazing, incredible things with the TBS championship. She got nothing else to, uh, to prove. So I think this will be the right time for to, uh, to Athena to uh, to end the streak and become the, the new TBS champion. Yes, I think Athena is the one to do it. I mean, she has the caliber. She has the record. She has the experience. Nobody would be like, oh, why was it her? You know, it's, it's the right time. You know, let Athena get that belt and take this woman division to a new level. I mean, she's an ultimate professional, you know, so it's nothing wrong with her as the one to do it. Um you know, arguably she has more experience than a current woman's champion, you know, who only has six, seven years of experience. So nothing wrong with my pick there. I would be happy to have Athena as a TBS champion. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, once Athena beats Jay for the, um, for the TBS title, we can finally put Jay into the, uh, into the world title picture after that. True, 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 true. Yeah. That is true. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a big Jay fan. Like, when Jay comes on my TV, I turn it up. I just, I, I love watching her. She's not the greatest wrestler, uh, but she gets the job done. You know, she's a Goldberg. You know what I mean? She has the look. She has the charisma. Um, you know, she's very attractive. You can't help but take your eyes, you know, you got to keep your eyes locked on her when she's on the screen. Well, at least in my opinion. Um but, you know, in the ring, she's not that strong. So for Tony Khan and them to give her 37 wins and O with the limited ability that she has, it adds to the legend of the woman. It adds to the legend of Jay Cargill that she was able to accomplish that. Think about coming into this business so new and then having that TBS title be put upon you and then carrying it in a way that makes it, you know, you do it in the right way and you carry all that weight you're not even a part of this industry that long is a big thing. So give her her, her credit where credit is due um, for her to be able to carry that belt and make it relevant and make people want to watch. Yeah, um, absolutely. And speaking of the uh, AEW Women's World Championship, man, um, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm were backstage. Again, Christian Leonard was supposed to be the number one ranking for the, uh, for the Women's World title, but she's uh, injured. And um, now Tony Storm is now the top contender now. And um, Rosa accepted uh, the, the the circumstances. And uh, and uh, Tony Storm said, despite us of the, the being partners, but she said our ultimate goal is to become AEW Women's World Champion. And um, Thunder Rosa kind of backed up a, a, a little bit there. So um, this kind of brings me the question to um, who's Thunder Rosa actually going to be facing at All Out? Will it be Tony Storm? Will it be our big breaker? If I was going to book it, I would do a, a three-way match, do a triple threat between the two. I wouldn't do a triple threat. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely see that. Uh, the thunderstorm, you know, is going to happen in the ring now, you know, where they got to face off on each other. I like Tony Storm. She has a great look. She can handle herself in the ring. Uh, I would like to see Ruby Soho pop her way back up the ranks. Um, I love Ruby Soho. Her wrestling ability is great. I think she's too safe. I think she learned too much from Natalia over in WWE, who is a very safe worker, but nothing looked like it hurts. Nothing looked like, you know, is making contact. Nothing looks like anything. Um, so I'd like to see her come back in. Do want to say before we leave up the women's part of things, damn Kira Hogan is fake, boy. Love seeing her on my screen. Is she from Decatur? And I learned that Jay live in Atlanta. I need to know, like, where they hang out. Where y'all work out at? Let me just go speak y'all one time, you know, get a picture or something. But, uh, uh, but that's it for the, for the women's division. We'll, we'll see what happens with Thunder Rosa and, and Tony Storm. I think Thunder, Thunder Rosa is going to hold on to it a little bit longer until a real competitor comes along. I'm not saying Tony Storm isn't, but I don't see them giving her the belt right now. Yeah, but um, we'll see um, uh, what happens uh, uh in the couple of weeks for um, the for the AEW Women's World Title picture. But um, we got a lineup for tomorrow night's uh AEW Rampage. Uh, Brian Danson returns and, and get and give his uh opinion for his upcoming match on the next Dynamite. 
presented by Game of Thrones uh, House of Dragons. Um, Hood Speeds, uh, after becoming the new FTW World Champion. Um, the Gun Club versus Beer Hansing. So you have Dan Helsing and Eric Redbeard teaming up. And uh, we have Parker Boudreaux versus Sonny Kiss. That name uh, we haven't heard in a while. Um, Swerving Our Glory Speaks. Um, Orange Cassidy versus uh, uh, Ari Dabari. And then we got the Triple A World Mixed Tag Team Championships. With, and we have two couples here. One is already married and one is like actually dating. So we have the new new, new Willie Weds with um, Sammy Guevara and... Um, and uh, and Te, uh, and Te, and Taikanti with uh versus uh, uh Dante Martin and Sky Blue, and then uh next week's uh Dynamite uh presented by uh, uh the House of Dragons we got the uh, AEW's Wars Trios uh, tournament first round with Andrade Roosh and Dragon Lee versus the Young Bucks and their mystery partner we got Tony Storm versus uh Kylie King. And then we got the best of two out of three falls with the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus the Dragon Slayer, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia. Yeah, I like those graphics they have for the House of Dragon, too. How that, that sponsorship means money. That Shark Week was money. House of Dragon is money. So let's keep making that money, AEW. By yeah. the way, I'm going to go, I'm about to pre order my, my, um, my Fight Forever copy. Yeah, I want to see. Um, I want to see what well, what else they're gonna announce for Fight Forever. And um, that that was today. When's the twelfth? Is that tomorrow? When is the twelfth? Uh, did I miss that? Did we miss? I I ain't see the THQ Nordic thing. That was tomorrow. Okay, great. Yeah, and um, they said the release date's supposed to be on uh, New Year's Eve, but we'll but we'll see how that goes. Um. Yeah, and also the House of Dragons will be, be premiering on August uh 21st on HBO and HBO Max. And um, so main event time. So Jericho came out in his full Lionheart branding, including his gear, appearance, entrance video, and music. And then uh Royal Regal came out on commentary as well. So we got the interim AW World Championship match with John Moxley. And Chris Jericho. So this was definitely a fantastic uh, main event between these guys. This is the second mini in, uh, for both of them in AEW. So um, uh, in, in the final in the final moments uh, uh and uh, in the match after a cradle exchange, Judas uh, Jericho hit the Judas effect for a great near fall. This is the uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time that someone ever kicked out. Of the of the Judas effect, I think John Moxley is the first one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Jericho grabbed the title belt, but went face first into the exposed turnbuckle, allowing Moxley to lock on a rear naked choke, and then and then the bull and then the bulldog choke. Jericho busted open badly, and uh, and uh, John Moxley was busted over earlier, and um, tried to turn it into the lion tamer, which Moxley turned. And flopped over into ground and pound. Masi reapplied the rear naked choke. Jericho fought and fought, but eventually tapped out. And now John Masi retained the title. And then after the match, Sammy Guevara and um, well, uh, actually, before we get to the uh to the aftermath of the match, there was one spot where um Sammy Guevara tossed the um the Floyd the the Floyd the bat uh the bat. Kind of similar to what the beep, the um, kind of similar to the uh, back at Survivor Series, uh, nineteen ninety eight, when um, when the big bar man tried to toss the uh, the nightstick to uh, Cam Shamrock, but um, but the Rock intercepted it and hit um, uh, Cam Shamrock with it. So that was a kind of little nice uh, Easter egg there. Uh, so um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think I think Sammy just botched it. I think Sammy threw it too hard. Yeah. So um and yeah, so um after the match, uh Sammy Guevara returned with um with J with uh with Jake Hager, ran out, and then Tad uh Moxley leading to the Blackwood Combat Club making the save. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia ran out to give Jericho appreciated deciding the numbers advantage. 
Jericho set out to smash Moxie with the belt, but then the TV signal scratch, and then the cult of personality music played, and then CM Punk made his return. He eventually dispatched 2.0, Guevara, Hager, and then Jericho. The Jericho Appreciated Society retreated, which meant it was time for Punk and Moxie to face off. Moxie flipped off uh, Punk, uh, Punk and then did a shoulder bump on him before walking off to the rest of the Bamboo Combat Club. CM Punk sold in and endures in the ring to end the show. Um, he kind of put he kind of put a little pressure on the um on the broken foot that he had. So um, uh, we haven't got any announcement if he was clear or not. But um, we all know it. He's looking good. He's in good shape. So um, and uh, before you know it, um, the main event of All Out was announced. We have John Mossy versus CM Punk in the AEW World Championship Unification Match. Unification. That was hype. Yo, Lionheart, Chris Jericho, I want to see more of. You can tell he changed his moves up. He changed everything, you know, like his just, his 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 moveset changed, you know. Um, and he was like more aggressive. I really like that, that Lionheart whole presentation. Um, Mox getting his earring ripped out and having blood come out the ear, that was like, that was gruesome right there. Um, a lot of blood in this match. I think Chris uh, at the end hit that turnbuckle and started to bleed the hard way, as they say. Um, and then also with CM Punk coming out, no one gets a, a pop like CM Punk, man. When that little that when that little hits, people lose their freaking mind. Was not no, I didn't know. I don't think any of us knew that Punk was coming back tonight. So this is a great little. Um, surprise and a great way to end that um that whole episode of Dynamite. I mean, it was uh yeah, a really good episode, really good episode. And the cherry on top was seeing Punk coming back. So now we got the we now we got to look forward to Punk and um Mox, you know, at all out for this belt. It don't look like Dean is just going. No, I said Dean. Well, I haven't called him Dean Ambrose in forever. It doesn't look like John is going to just give him the belt back you know it doesn't look like he's just gonna hand it back over it seems like he's gonna fight for it if we know john moxley he wants to get a fight so is it predictable that john is gonna lose so cm punk can get his belt back yes but now what's not predictable is how the promos are gonna go how um they're gonna be talking to each other and what else is gonna happen um to lead towards this this whole fight between the two of them. Will it be a ladder match? Will it be, you know, you know, they love history. Will it be something like, you know, uh, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels and that ladder match and, and uh, get this back together. That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if this is going to, going to have a, a stipulation in the match. We, uh, we still don't know, but um. I wouldn't say make it predictable because uh, they can always change it up. So we the, the reason why I say that, because I think this is where MJF is going to come back in the, in the fracture. Because um, the two things can happen. One, either MJF comes back and uh, screws CM Punk out of the title, or we can get, finally get that third match between CM Punk and MJF for the title. And that's where MJF uh, gets his crowning moment and becomes champion. We don't know when, but uh, but that's my two scenarios going in. That's my two scenarios. Okay. Yeah, I think with CM Punk coming back, it does give uh, MJF a really great opportunity to come back. Um, I think that's what they were waiting on, you know, for MJF to come back. So, I mean, for, me, for CM Punk to come back, so I think it'd be great. Uh, it's going to be good to see MJF back in action. And you're right. He could call CM Punk the belt. And then Moxley is still champ. And now there's no interim crap. He's the champ. So, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, I think we all assume that CM Punk is going to take his belt back because that was the plan. But well, we never know. We'll see how it goes. Yep. Yeah, well, we'll see how that goes from there. But um, as far as all out concerns, 
we got the the main event with the AEW World Championship Unification Match, and also uh the finals of the trios um championship tournament uh, match. Uh, so far, we only got two matches confirmed for uh, All Out on September fourth, uh, Labor Day weekend. So um let's see, because we got all the month of of, of August to try to build up for All Out, but we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, uh, great show, great show, uh, Quinta by the Lake uh, show. I think this is the last uh, special show that they got, but now the, this is the time to use all the remaining weeks of uh, Dynamite and Rampage to, uh, to just start building up All, all Out. Yep, yep. It is time to go to go towards our All Out, start seeing this uh, trios tournament come together. And see what else happens. But I'm excited for all out now. Now I know I'm gonna get Mox versus Punk. That's dope. I'm ready. Yeah, we are all waiting for it. Uh, and um we can't wait to see what, what what's gonna happen. But um uh other than that, before we wrap up, anything else you want to plug in? Um, not at the moment. I'm gonna be downtown Atlanta this Saturday this Sunday. For uh, district championship wrestling, gonna go check out their show. QT Marshall's gonna be there. Anthony Agogo uh, is gonna be there. Uh, I'm gonna go check out some local uh, Atlanta indie talent um, um, and see and check out that. So Sunday downtown Atlanta district championship wrestling. I'm gonna go check out that show. Uh, uh, let me know how that goes and. Um... And um, uh, other than that, uh, y'all be sure uh, to turn into um, Respect the Comment Podcast. And uh, well, we're going to be discussing on how everything is going on the, with the E right now and uh, what's the, the future plans in the uh, Triple H era. So uh, uh, keep an eye out for, uh, for that. And other than that, he is Leland and I'm Trico. And we'll see y'all soon for... Um, Hope you will be here for the uh, Rampage Review Show. Dope. Peace.